What is going on, guys? My name is Mac, and across from me, lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. I almost messed that one up. I don't know how I've been doing it pretty straight for 16 weeks now. Um, 15. It, dude, I always get them wrong. I always, track, I always get it wrong, man. Uh, but anyway, guys, yeah, how you doing? Press Breaker Podcast coming at you guys with the 15th installment this week. As you know, we're doing top 10 centers, and our producer, president, executive, owner, all you need to know, the show where you talk about everything and learn about nothing, Quinn Eaton, he's not here, again, unfortunate, but hey, the timetable for him returning is closing, and fast. It's getting real close, I just realized, I think. I may have heard uh, his roommate today say that their last tournament might be next week, so he might be getting back with us pretty quick here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, yeah. You go it's over there today? close. All right. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, did you go over there today? Yeah, I was studying for a test. Oh, nice, dude. Always got to keep Super school nice. first, kids. Always keep school first. Then women say... If you're in school. Or if, if you're, you're not in school, throw it out the door. Don't matter. Yeah, that's true, though. Yeah, but anyway... We're here, 10th installment. Or, I mean, top 10 centers. Ten, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place today. I apologize. That is on me. That's my bad. Um, but yeah, we're doing <laughs> top 10 centers. And, you know, you guys saw it with our top 10 point guards, top 10 power forwards, and top 10 shooting guards uh, episode. The consistency is there. There's a couple things we get switched around on. But for the most part, we're pretty much on the same page about who ranks where. Yeah, we are. We we keep it pretty close. Uh, I think this one will probably be the most off as far as, like, maybe the bottom five. I think the top five will be pretty similar, kind of oh, how yeah. we always are. Yeah. Um, Our honorable mentions will probably be different. Yeah. But I think I think it'll be pretty close overall. Uh, And to kind of get going here, like we did last week, I've got some headlines for you if, okay. you, if you're down to hear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hear them, bro. Just in a minute ago on Bleacher Report, also saw from Shams, Zion, out at least the first two weeks, will be reevaluated. Mm. Uh, cause? Obesity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy, dude. That gumbo, that gumbo hits different down it, there it in Nola. Is. No, I think, what, he had ankle surgery or foot surgery in the offseason? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's what's going on. Uh, if I had to guess, I don't think he'll play for the first month. To be honest with you, but yeah, I probably. guess how it, how he trends and how they kind of treat his injuries, he'll probably be out a month. I would say that's the safe bet. Um, yeah. And then a little small story. Don't know a ton of details. Marcus Smart got suspended from the preseason game tomorrow I against the that. Heat. I saw that because he broke team rules. Like I said, nobody knows what team rules he broke. We just know that he broke them, and he's suspended. Not really surprised. It seems like a Marcus Smart move to kind of do whatever he wants. Fair. Uh, and then the final little headline here, which has been talked about all week, but now there's a little more substance to it, I guess. Kyrie Irving is not planning on getting the vaccine. And now by more substance, I mean now we know how much money he's potentially forfeiting. He is forfeiting 16 mil off the jump by not doing it, or by, if it like doesn't play the season. And then he forfeits the chance at $185 million extension if he doesn't play. Well, you know, 
So Kyrie's a weird character, man. But to be honest with you, shout out to him for not folding. You know, he he has his beliefs. You know, I'm I'm not one to question a man's beliefs or question his uh, customs or whatever. But if that's his stance on it, then props on him for not folding. I just, I was telling Quinn's roommate today that I think that is such a weird stance from Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Because he said it's not about him, and usually everything's about him. So I think this stance <laughs> yeah. is so weird from him. Yeah. And I just was like, he, I don't know what he expected. Because out of most people that have vaccine mandates, he should probably have one. Because they travel all the time. Yeah. Like, there's no lack of movement for an NBA player. So, like, it makes sense why they want a vaccine mandate. And I get that most people don't like that, and that's fine. I'm not trying to say I stand on one side or the other. But for the NBA, it makes sense, kind of. So, I don't oh, know. It definitely makes sense. I don't, I, don't know what his, I don't know what he expected to happen, but, but yeah, hey, for, props to him for keeping his ground for this long. I really thought he'd be yeah. like Wiggins and fold pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. But so, oh, he's the man of his word. But, he's being um, himself. Yeah. But uh, on the shooting guard uh, episode last week, did you start or did I start? I started last week. Okay. It's on to you, my friend. All right, I'm going to start charge. this week. I'm going to lead it off of my honorable mentions. I'm just going to name them all at once. Um, my honorable mentions it. are four names. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles Turner. Okay. Great guy. Uh, just needs to get his efficiency up a little bit. Yusuf Nurkic, really just injury plagued. Uh, that that's that's really you know the only reason he's not in this top ten list. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke Lopez, uh, final starting center. You know we talked about it in the first two episodes, I believe, of this whole podcast. You know he's just banging it from thirty-seven feet for absolutely no reason. Uh, yep. So shout out to Brooke Lopez, man. And last one, Christian Wood. Ooh. I've put him on my honorable mentions over the number 10 player that I have listed because he's in a situation where he can't win games and it's not his fault, but can't really win games. He's expected to be able to make that push for them to win games. And he's just, he's just in a bad spot, man. Like Houston is not worthy of Christian Wood in my opinion. I think it looks up for him a little bit now that they got Jalen and if Kevin can stay out of trouble, which yeah. that's the age-old question at this point. Uh, anyways, for I have one honorable mention the same as you, and that oh, wow. would be Nurkic. I think Nurkic, if healthy, probably averages Valanciunas numbers, honestly. Yeah. Pretty close. So that's why I can... So Valanciunas that's why I has think. a lot better offense than him, though. Yeah, he does. I just, I just think that's probably what the where it's where it heads, especially in the rebounding category. Like Valanciunas averaged like twelve and a half. I think Nurkic probably is right there mm-hmm. if he's healthy. But he is somebody that I'm getting to the point that I don't know he will ever play a full season again. Honestly, that's yeah, such rough. a seems like such a stretch now. Uh, another honorable mention for me, Jared Allen. Uh, love Jared Allen. I think he is. He has a lot of upside. His his numbers I don't have I didn't write my numbers down for the honorable mentions, uh, but I did come prepared this week. Everybody has numbers next to the name that's in the top ten, so everybody that doubted me they can stuck it. Uh, <laughs> it's Jared Allen. I think he's got a lot of upside. Obviously, he might be the best dunk blocker in the league. Probably is the best dunk blocker in the league. It's not a super important thing to say, but it's 
cool. Uh, and then Rashawn Holmes. I'm a big believer Ooh, in Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes, Holmes. yeah. He That's... averaged, I think, if I can remember, 15 and 8.5 boards last year. 15 points, 8.5 boards. I know he's a little older, uh, but I I think he's on the cusp. Like, he could maybe make the top 10 center list as... 14 and 8.5, old... by the way. There you go. I think he could make it as some of the older centers kind of start, you know, declining. Dying so, off, you know, metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they. I think he could jump in there if he continues on his little upward trend here. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that, those are my honorable mentions. So. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, yeah, we did see a little, we did see a pretty big amount oh. of uh, sway there. I will say because he's not on my list at all. I'm just not a big Miles Turner guy. I don't see much in him anymore. I did for a while, but I'm I'm off the train now. So I just, I don't know. Just I don't see it anymore. Yeah. So that's why I did not include him in my honorable mentions. I feel you. Uh, my number ten, however, is a guy that made your honorable mention list, Jared Allen. Respect the fro. Um, you know he's on the Cleveland Cavaliers, who look to have a promising young core. You know, their first preseason game they got blown out by like forty-five to the Bulls, but then I think they bounced That's back the and though. kept it within like a four-point game. Their second game. Um, and I mean, the guy's just super consistent. You're not gonna get a lot of production on the offensive end. Uh, but I mean, almost thirteen points a game and ten rebounds. Can't really ask for much more than that. And, I mean, he's shooting 31% from three, which for his build and how he was coming into the league, that's really good for him to be able to improve on yep. that number. Um, and the fact that he's, you know, not really taken many threes, but could in those corner situations if he needed to, that says a lot about him. And, uh, you know, shooting 62% from the field. Yeah, just an efficient guy. He's super athletic, and he's still super, super young. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think the sky's the limit for Jared Allen. Yeah, I love Jared Allen, and I was kind of thinking about it here, trying to think of somebody I compare him to. Because, like you said, his production's not ever going to be crazy offensively, but he does his job. He, like, he does what he does really well. And I think a comparison for him is, like, he's a almost a more athletic – he is more athletic than, like, Steven Adams. Steven Adams is never going to give you a ton, but he does a lot of things really well, and you would love to, you love yeah. to have a guy like that. Yeah. Obviously, like I said, his ceiling's a lot higher than Steven Adams was, but like offensively, but rebounding, defense, screen game, they're both very similar in that route of Jared Allen's just got more athletic ability than Yeah, him. I agree. Um my number ten, this is gonna be so hot. So hot. Uh Rudy Gobert, number ten for me. Uh <laughs> Oh I, no. The Rudy I Gobert think... hate. I think that Rudy Gobert has got to be one of the most overhyped NBA players to ever exist in my life. And it's not his fault. Like, the reasons I don't like him are not his fault. It's the world's fault. So, Rudy Gobert averages 14.3 points, 13.5 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 2.7 blocks, shooting 70% from the field. Yeah. Those numbers are great and all, but when you think about it, it sucks. Rudy Gobert winning Defensive Player of the Year is a sham every year because Defensive Player of the Year to me is somebody that is just elite in all facets of defense. Rudy Gobert is not. Uh, Rebound numbers, good. He's a very good rebounder. We kind of hinted at that last week. Scoring, terrible. 14 points a game, the way he gets it just annoys the crap out of me because it's all dunks. 
He has no offensive ability, and that's why he also shoots 68% from the field. Um, assist numbers for a center, fine, whatever. But just all this Rudy Gobert hype just kills me because he is just good because he's massive. He's not fast, he's not athletic, and he is not skilled. He's just massive. That's it. Okay. Well, I completely disagree, so I guess I'm just going to move on. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I'm sure you'll nine, get to it later. My number nine is the man out of New Orleans, Jonas Valanciunas. 2012-2013, uh, all-rookie. Um, he's been playing in the league for right around 10 seasons, I think, maybe 11 seasons, something like that. Uh, the, Lithu- the Lithuanian Lightning. Um, I really like this guy oh, when he was on Toronto. He uh, he actually like he set NBA history uh, a couple years ago. He averaged like the most points per game in NBA history for someone not averaging over twenty minutes a game. Um, it, it, that was that's just something that's been etched in my mind. It could be skewed a little bit. I could be off on like a year or like a certain counting stat that makes the record or whatever, but. That half season when he was in Toronto before he got traded at the deadline for Marc Gasol, he, uh, his offensive numbers were just insane. He was backing up Serge Ibaka, who at the time Serge Ibaka was putting up amazing numbers for how old he was in his career. And Jonas Valanciunas just gets it done on all aspects of the floor. You know, he averages 17 points a game so he can score. He could give you 30 if you let him. Um, he's averaging about 12.5 rebounds a game, shooting 59% from the field, which... It's kind of low for a center, you know, that's because, you know, they're averaging around 63 to 65%. But you have to tone that in with the fact that he shoots a lot of threes and he's shooting 36% from three. So he's actually doing a really good job on the offensive end. He can shoot well from the free throw line, and he's just super, super athletic. Yeah, I love Jonas, and I do remember that time right before he uh, got traded to Memphis. He really upped his trade stock, really, because... That half season he was in Toronto, his last half season, he was tearing it up, like you said, really low number or low minute total a game, but he was still, like, making the best of it. So I'll have more on Jonas later. Uh, My number nine, the big fella from Atlanta, Alex Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Clint Capella. Uh, Clint Capella. Average 15.2 points per game, more than Rudy Gobert. Average 14.3 rebounds per game, more than Rudy Gobert. Uh, 0.8 assists, only half an assist worse than Rudy Gobert. Uh, and two blocks per game, only 0.7 worse than Rudy Gobert. And shot 60% from the field, but he also takes some jump shots, hook shots. You know, he actually has a little bit of a game. Uh, <laughs> I just I just like Clint Capella. I think my favorite thing about him is that any given night, he's just he might grab 20 boards just for no reason. Just because he can, which is and it's kind of wild because we've talked about it before off podcast. Clint Capella is pretty undersized, which I didn't realize for a long time, and you had to correct me. Like, well, he's only like six nine, right? Six ten is what he's listed on BK Reference, but you know, height's yeah. crazy. So, yeah, he which is it makes it even more impressive that he averages the fourteen boards a game. It just shows how well he can access the glass and uses his wingspan, I guess and his athletic ability, jumping. So, I'm a big Clint Capella guy. Really thought the Rockets were done for getting rid of him. But, hey, it's worked out for him because now he's on a playoff team. So, A good playoff team at that with an MVP yeah, caliber player. 
My number eight is the guy we're talking about right now. It's Clint Capella. Um, I had him down at my number eight, and uh, yeah, I mean, he really hit the nail on the head with it. I mean, he's super, uh, super good guy. Uh, super good at rebounding, super good at blocking. Um, just a really athletic rim protector, and he plays. He conserves his body, and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll try to explain what I mean when I say that. He's young, right? He's only twenty-six. Or 27, something like that. Uh, young fella. Yeah, he's a young fella. But when he's not in the direct play of the ball, he really, like, slacks. Like, he's seriously just, like, limping around and just, like, just jogging around. And that's good because that means he'll be able to last a long time in the league because he doesn't use his freakishly gifted athleticism until he needs to. And, and when he uses it, he's explosive. Very, very, very explosive. He also gives me a little bit of a Tyson Chandler vibe. Well, like his only, like in his head, his only job is to rebound the ball. Yeah, like he's not really, he's not really thinking about anything else. It doesn't seem like sometimes. Um, all right, my number eight, somebody that was in your honorable mentions. I'm pretty high on him, Christian Wood. He, you know, you hit on it. He's probably he'll win somewhere, but it might be when he's in his thirties. But he'll never win at the Rockets, I don't think, unless they are just some. Um, shock team and they developed some kind of big three or something over there but you know average 21 points last year just shy of 10 boards six and a half blocking 1.2 blocks and shot about 50 percent from the field which isn't great for a big but like you hit on with Jonas he Christian Wood is more of a spread the floor big not a banging down low kind of big more of a pick and fade kind of guy so that's why his shooting percentage is a little down but I'm just I'm a big Christian Wood guy I think he has a Promising few years ahead of him since he's a little older. Yeah, yeah, you know, probably. Um, I just think he needs to. Uh, he just needs to get a better supporting cast. Uh, it's really easy for centers to be overshined because uh, they might not have you know the good backcourt to get them the ball or you know the reliable kickout passes for assist. But yeah, he he's definitely a, an elite level player. Um, but my number seven, however, is the finals runner-up starting center, DeAndre Ayton. Um, this guy's super young, 6'11", just super athletic. I mean, if you've watched DeAndre Ayton play, you know that he gets around like a small forward, but he's 6'11", 250, um, averaging almost 15 points a game with 10.5 uh, rebounds. Not sure on his defensive stats, not sure on his blocks or steals, but uh, shooting 62% from the field. With, you know, with a nice mid-range jumper, being able to shoot 62% shows that he's just super efficient from out there. And, yeah, he's just a good overall big. Uh, his, I, I don't think he's at a ceiling yet. I think he can get a lot better. And mm -hmm. uh, I just can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, I'll have more on him later. I will tell you, he averages 1.2 blocks per game. Not bad. You, you know. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're just getting the tip of the iceberg with DeAndre, to be honest with you. I feel like uh, his development's a little slowed just because he's in a good situation now. Like, he doesn't have to just, like, be his best right now, you know? Yeah. So, but enough of that. Number seven, the Big Vooch. Oh. That is my number seven, the Big Vooch. Oh, man. I know that he is probably top five. 
offensive centers in the league. Pretty not really debatable there. It's just a fact at this point. Oh, he's but top three. It's, yeah, he's close. He's he's right up in there. Uh, very good rebounder. Pretty decent at facilitating the ball. Shoots forty percent from three, which is nuts. Uh, because I know he's just not shooting one or two. Like he's he's. I would say Vucevic is probably shooting what six a game. You think? Yep. Yeah, he's averaging five point eight attempts a game. Yeah, so he's shooting at a good rate. Uh, but my big thing, my big slide against Vucevic, and why I have him a little low. Absolutely no defense. Has none at all. Like it is, it, he's pretty much a liability when he's out there because he's slow. He's not super athletic, and he just—he's almost got bricks for feet, just like old Gobert boy. Just, just he just he just a liability, just a defensive liability. And I know, like I said, he's a awesome scorer, especially for the center position. He's very dynamic offensively, but I just value defense a little more sometimes. So, it's just kind of where I'm at with him. Yeah, and uh, so he's your number seven. He's actually my number six. Um, I mean, you can't argue with the numbers, man. 23.5 points per game. Mm-mm. He's a marksman from behind the arc. His field goal percentage takes a little uh, takes a little hit because he shoots it uh, so much from three. But if you're shooting 40% from three, you're allowed to have a little lower uh, field goal percentage. Um, you know, he's a volume shooter. He gets going throughout the game. He typically ends games shooting extremely well in the fourth quarter and sometimes even the third quarter. And he has a great free throw, too. So, you know, he can draw that foul. He can get get opponents up into the air and then, you know, draw the contact, which we'll have to see if that affects him with the new rules and the uh, and the shot contact rules with drawing fouls. But, uh, but yeah, he's great. And, I mean almost 12 rebounds a game and almost four assists a game. He really just fills up the stat sheet in every mm-hmm. place needed. He just is a liability on defense, and if he wasn't, you know, where would he be? We're talking he's, – he's almost Jokic if you add, you know, the defensive ability. Um, he's definitely not as big of a playmaker as Jokic, but Vucevic's offense is that good. He's that talented mm-hmm. on the offensive end. Yep. Oh, sidebar. The foul rule – Love it so far. Oh, Love yeah, it so dude. much. Like, watching all these dudes complain when it's a good no-call, oh, love it. Mm-hmm. Any any NBA fan that disagrees just simply doesn't understand the game of basketball, I don't think, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a super like, good rule. Love it. Hopefully they keep it. If they don't, they're stupid. All right. My number six. You're probably going to hate this. I don't know, though. Jonas Valanciunas oh, in my wow. number six. Oh wow! I just, I love Jonas, man. I'm averaging seventeen point one points per game, twelve and a half boards, assists and a half, almost a block, shooting sixty percent, like you talked about. I just, I almost think that. Mm, uh, no, no, I was gonna say about his, his situation, but he's the clear number two option there. So, yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't know what to say. You've you've hit a lot on him, but I just I give him the nod over a guy like Vucevic just for the defense. He's a little bit better at rebounding, just a bruiser, you know. Yeah, I like I like a guy like that. I like a a bruiser like that. Yeah. And uh, so number five on my list is actually Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he's a great guy, you know, just a uh, super a super amazing guy, and. You know, averaging 25, 11, and almost 5 is really, really good. 
And the fact that he's able to do that in Minnesota is good as well. You know, tossing out five assists because he really doesn't have the most weapons there. Um, I mean, he does have Ant-Man. He does have D'Angelo Russell now. But, uh... Like, outside of that starting unit, though, there's not much for him to pass to if he's not in with yeah, the starting unit. Not at all. And, uh... The only reason I have him under uh, my two other plays that are ahead of him in four and three is because, man, it's been, what, seven years? Five years? Six years? Something like that. You're good. You're a two-time All-Star. You're Rookie of the Year. You were an All-NBA player. It's time you win, man. Like, it is time for Carl Anthony Towns to finally get some W's under his belt, finally get some playoff appearances in, they are way too he's way too good of a player to not be at least competing for a play in spot. Yeah, 100% agree with with you at that point and the more I kind of keep up with the Timberwolves here as I said I was going to, I know it's preseason, but I feel really good about the roster. I think they're going to be right at that 10-11 spot, like a very hard out for the 10 spot if they are right there. Like it'll be tough to keep away from it. I think they could upset somebody at the 7 too for that plan. I think it could be really close. They've got the talent. But, yeah, I like I like that for you right there. Uh, my number five, Wham Bam Adebayo. Oh, wow, okay. Okay, okay. The Kentucky boy. 18.7 points per game, nine boards, five and a half assists, almost a steal and a half, 57% from the field. Bam's just – I didn't see his progression like this. I didn't see him coming in and being so versatile offensively and defensively. He brings the ball up some, which is wild. If you look at Bam, which he kind of looks like Dwight Howard Jr., you just don't think of that, like think of somebody like that as one to have the ability to bring up the ball, which I'm I'm glad that centers are training that way. You know, it's not just a liability for, for them to have the ball in their hands most of the time now. Yeah. Um, He can spread the floor really well, good with the pick and roll, good with the pick and pop, super athletic. He can defend all five positions for the most part. I'm sure it's much harder for him to guard a – guard like Steph or Kyrie who has a really good handle on the ball but for the most part he can hold his own with the guards in the league currently um and I just have him low here because I think his number should be better honestly on the team he's on that's pretty much where I'm at now like it's like actual good players it's pretty much just been him and Jimmy really yeah so like I feel like I feel like he should be carrying more of a load and but he shoots well he's efficient so I'm very excited to see what else he's got for the future. But that's just where I have him right now, number five. Yeah, and uh, moving on to number four, he's actually my number four, Bam Adebayo is. Um, absolutely crazy to me that he didn't make an all-star team uh, mm-hmm. last season after making it two years ago, and he played better. Um, but almost 19 points a game, nine rebounds, five and a half assists. Um, the only thing he could really work on is his efficiency. Um, I get that he's, you know... He's a volume kind of guy. He's not, I wouldn't call him a volume shooter, but there's some bit of volume to his game. Um, he's going to get an open look and he's going to take it. And, you know, I think when he nails on his consistency, he will become an, a really, really good big because, you know, he'll be dropping 25, 26 points a game. But it's criminal how good his rim protecting is at only 6'9". Uh, that just hints at his athletic, mm-hmm. athletic, athleticness. Is that a Athleticism. Word? Athleticism, dude. Oh my goodness. Um, What's really up with just, you today? I don't know, dude. It, it hints at his athleticism, and it uh, it just goes to show, like that, you know, the guys like Clint Capella and Bam, if they're explosive, they're going to be able to get it done at a better mm-hmm. rate than these just absolute giants. 
Yep. Oh, I was gonna say something else, but ba- oh, do you know what his blocks num- block numbers are? Uh, one. He averages one even. One even and one point two steals a game. I had the steal, but it didn't pop up for the. I really thought he'd average more than blocks. More yeah. than one on blocks. I, agree. I was it seems like, like he does. Right under. I was thinking like one point eight or yeah. right around like right around two there. Uh, anyways, number four for me. As I said with him earlier, I think we're just getting this peak, or just getting the tip of the iceberg, DeAndre Ayton. I know his averages aren't near the same as some of these guys hovering around the top five for us, but I just think that when he finally hits his stride, like his actual stride, his peak, which is not what we see out of him now at 14.5 points and 10.5 boards, I think he's got way more in the tank than that. I think DeAndre Ayton will be a 25-point-plus center and probably – the boards is fine. Ten and a half is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm sure he'll get a little better as he gets older, and, like just better reading the reading the glass and how the ball comes off. But I, I really think that DeAndre Ayton's going to be a prolific center in this league for a very long time, and I I pretty much have him ranked based off of like peak, his peak ability now. Yeah. Because I just I think he's going to be so so good oh, in a yeah. couple of years. Oh Not yeah. Not that he's bad now. Yeah, I think he will be. I definitely think he'll be really, really good. Um, so my number three is actually Gert's number ten, Rudy Gobert. Um, and to be honest, you made good points. Um, you made like really good points. But my thing with Rudy Gobert is something that you have to you have to get if you watch the Jazz. The Jazz are not afraid to literally put a lid around the arc. And make like they will get beat by their matchups all day, but they don't care because Rudy Gobert is going to be down there, and he stops them eighty percent of the time. Like that uh that series against the Clippers that they ended up, I believe, yeah, because they played the Suns in the conference finals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. That series, yeah, the, I think so. That series against the Clippers, the you know Mike Conley, um. Bogey, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, you know, Georges Niang, whoever was on that team, uh, they would literally just get at the opponent's hip and let them drive in. And it just didn't matter because Rudy Gobert was down there and he stopped everybody that came down there. Now, where they did lose was, you know, their center's able to close out the floor or space the floor. I mean, Rudy Gobert can't really close out on those threes very fast. He's just a slow human being. Uh, so there's yeah. definitely ways to beat him, and NBA teams are figuring out ways to beat them. I think that's why his name's getting kind of dragged through the dirt a little bit, thrown under the bus. But at the end of the day, Rudy Gobert's rim protecting is the best in the league, and it's absolutely elite. I'll, I, you know, I'll concede that. You're right. He is very good at rim protecting. Like, There's a reason he averages almost three blocks a game. It's not just because he's big. I said that in the heat of the moment pretty much about his other facets of his game. He does know how to read somebody when they're driving. That's clear. He wouldn't average three blocks a game just because he stuck his hands up, right? Because then Boban would. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, he's he can't. He's just slow. It's hard for him to close out. And I get that you have – I respect these in your top three. I don't hate you. On, I don't hate you for that. It's just not – I can't get there. Can't do it. I'm interested to see who your number three is. Though. Actually, I know who it is. Never mind. You think? Yeah. Guess it. It's Cat. Oh, 100%. There we go. <laughs> I I knew we'd have the same top two. We always end up here. Yep. But, yep. 
Uh, I agree with you on the cat point. They got to win. They they have to win now, and it's it's got to be on him to where he has to average thirty almost, because clearly twenty five doesn't get it done right. That's been proven time <laughs> yeah. and time again. Yep. That's, that's that sucks to say, because that's super unrealistic expectations to put on a center. But he has but the offensive game to he yeah he has the offensive game to do it. Like you watch him sometimes, even when it's an off night for him, he'll still make a move that just blows your mind that he's a center. And even with his super flat jump shot, he's still – it's like Luka. He can still get a step back on somebody, even though it doesn't really make sense how he does it because he's a big and it's, like like I said, flat jumper. So he is brutal down low too. Like he, he's kind of a smaller guy, but he he's not afraid to throw you on the ground down there. Like I've seen some dunks oh, yeah, from him no. in this preseason where he just – he'll be back down to inside the charge soak and you're kind of thinking, oh, a little low hook. And no, he just turns around and jumps up and slams on you and like it's nothing. He's got a ton of athletic ability, can shoot the ball well. But, yeah, like you said, it's at a point now where he's got to truly lead, lead yeah. the team. And I agree. So, And it's like there have been teams made for him, and he just still can't get it done. Um, nope. I just think he needs to realize his self. I just think he, he needs to realize his own potential and realize his own talent and just, like, literally hard carry a team. Uh, this is the best team he's had officially now. So if they don't get it done, I'm say it's probably getting blown up. To be honest with you, outside of yeah. him. So yeah, I agree. We'll see. Yep. Um, my number two is Joel Embiid. Aha, uh, my name is Joel Embiid. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, he's averaging twenty eight and a half. Uh, MVP candidate. You know, eleven boards, two point eight assists, shooting good from three, shooting good from the free throw line. He's almost fifty forty ninety as a center. That's Nuts. Nuts. Uh, that's absolutely nuts to think about. Um, defensive end is a little lackluster, but he's finding the defensive consistency really fast, which is really cool to me. And, I mean, it's Joel Embiid, man. He can literally do it all. Yep, he's obviously my number two as well. Didn't figure we'd are, we'd have our ones and two switched this time. You you hit on all the points. I think what's most impressive for me now is, like you said, he's hitting that 50-40-90 area. The fact that he has developed his free throw shooting so well is super impressive because bigs usually just don't care yeah. about that, even though they should because they're getting fouled more than anybody at this point Yeah, with how touchy it is down low. So I really love that he's grinded that part out of his game knowing like it's just going to benefit him in the long run. He, I mean, he's averaging 28.5 points as a center. That's it's nuts. And let's be honest, he's probably winning MVP last year if he stays healthy the whole time. Yeah, hot, I, I can hot, like, I can agree with that because he averages just like for the type of player he is. Him and Jokic are pretty even, honestly. Their numbers are slightly different here and there, but they just play different. So I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty even there. Yeah, so I agree. But um, yeah. Th- did anybody did anybody think it was gonna go different? My number one's obviously the MVP, Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most valuable player, three time All NBA. Um. Shooting, you know, amazingly, scoring twenty six and a half, grabbing eleven boards, uh, getting eight point three assists, so almost a triple double as a center. Like, come on, nuts, very, very good possibility. He's one of the best passers in NBA history, and like, I'm not even trying to say center. He is one of the best passers. Like, he's up there with like Magic Johnson, John Stockton. He is one of the best passers we've ever seen in the game of basketball, and it's so crazy to me that I said. Joel Embiid was super efficient. Yeah, well, Nikola Jokic is even closer to 
than uh, Embiid is. 56, 38, 86. He's almost there. And to do that while averaging 8.5 assists, while winning MVPs, like, come on, man. Do you know how many uh, turnovers he averages a game? 3.1. That's honestly not that bad. No, not, uh, not that bad I love it. Because for somebody that's his size, bringing the ball up, averaging 8 assists a game means he's passing it probably 30 times. Yeah, probably. So to only, so to only average a turnover th- Probably three every three three turnovers every thirty passes. Let's say it's great. Love to see it. Uh, if you don't have Jokic at your number one at this point, you're a Sixers fan. I would say. Yeah. Uh, and that's again no hate on Embiid. I just think with the assist numbers, Jokic is Jokic is just the better player right now. Yeah. And who knows? Joel might listen to this podcast and say, "Wow, I don't want them to consider me worse wow, than him." I'm, I'm gonna, gonna start passing the ball. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine he starts averaging nine assists a game. Then we then we'll shut the hell shut the heck up about him. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh. I wow! Mean, look at that. That's that's really it, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> we just kind of mic dropped it with talking about Jokic. That's um, the list. Yeah, that's the list, guys. Uh. Hey, guess what's back next week? Basketball, baby. Regular season basketball. Reg season. I love the. I was happy the preseason was back, and then I realized why I hated it. Because looking at stat lines, like the Hornets scoring fifty nine points in a whole game last night, <laughs> <laughs> like that's when I was. I was like, all right, all right, bring for, on the regular season. I was Come like, on. all right, this is literally just like the NFL preseason. You yeah. put in guys who shouldn't be there, see if they can maybe get there, and then you're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Deuce. Yeah. And man. it just sucks because like the Mavericks played their whole team. And yeah, the, and the Hornets didn't. But so hey, at least Luca didn't sweat too hard. That's right, and it's the same thing with like you talked about that Bulls Cavs game. The Cavs and Bulls both played their full rosters if they like if they were healthy. But the Bulls played that game like it was a playoff game. Yeah, like, if you they watched did. it, they went they so took, hard. They were going ham. They were they were loving it, and I'm glad that they were in it yeah. into it, bringing it, bringing the same energy. But that's just like that's not what the preseason's u- usually for. So I just thought it was so funny that they. Took it to the Cavs, like yeah, like you see a team like the something. Pistons, they play their full roster. It's like, yeah, they want to see how they're gonna fare this regular season. They're and then young. It's like, they need to know. It's like, no, man, Lakers are playing. <laughs> Lakers are playing their whole cast, and they end up winning by a long shot. It's like, whatever. Yeah, it's... Lakers look bad playing their full cast against the Warriors full cast of the night. <sighs> we were uh, watching that one in a terrible location. Don't even want to talk about the location. Ugh. Oh, but, God, we were. Right? Yeah, no, right? no, nah, nah, I'm mad. All right, y'all, this has been the, Triggered. this has been the, what, what if, I'm, oh, I'm so mad. What episode is this? 15. 15? <laughs> yeah, it's been the 15th installment of Press Breaker Podcast, man. Make sure to like the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our pages. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Press underscore Breaker. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week for some regular season. Hey. Big news. Regular season? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say big news coming next week. Like, big, big, big news. So just be ready for that. Oh, big, big, big news? Yeah. Uh, Have we talked about with them with on the podcast? What, how do I say this without spoiling it? If it hasn't been talked about. What do you uh, mean? Uh, we've texted about it. Uh, uh, You sent me the picture of that one. Yeah, bro, that's what I'm talking about the big, big, big news is. 
Okay, yeah, so that's why I didn't see. See, you see, you see why I was dancing around? Yeah, see why I was dancing yeah, around? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm going to shut up. Anyways, yeah, big news. We're working on some things. Yeah, but yeah. Big news, guys. Next week, catch you. This week. Catch you there. We're gonna have, yeah, going to have to work on a format also, me and you, for how we want to dissect the, the NBA. That's true. That's true. Anyway, guys, stay safe. Um, make sure to tune in next week, 9 a.m. Eastern. Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get wherever you get podcasts from. Not next week. And next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you.